0: Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. This is episode 21, which is pretty exciting. Uh, The podcast is now at legal drinking age in in the States. Um, I can't believe it's come around so fast. It's been a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to many, many more. Thanks again for uh, everyone that's been sending me emails. It's been good to get feedback. Um, I also want to say thanks to a podcast over in, in the States called Legends Thursday, which is a uh, a graffiti podcast, they uh, they gave me a good plug on on Instagram, and um, yeah, I've noticed a, a lot of people in the states have been listening to me after that. So check them out if it's your cup of tea. Uh, Legends Thursday, um, yeah, they got some great interviews on there. I was listening to one with Mike Giant the other day. I thought that was that was really cool. This episode I catch up with Mick Sheeter, who's an artist from Australia. Um, yeah, check him out on Instagram. M-I-K underscore S-H-I-D-A. Um, one of the things that really made me want to sit down and talk to him was I've, I've been watching his videos and he, uh, the way he paints is really fluid and uh, really interesting. He, he, he makes his own tools, so he makes his own brushes, and, um, and he paints on the streets with them. And the way he does his lines is almost like calligraphy, but he, he, he paints you know the human form. It was a bit of an interesting time trying to organise this interview. Uh, you know, life got in the way for both of us, um, but we made it happen. I uh, ended up having to catch up with him on, on my lunch break at work, and he was uh, you know in the process of setting up an exhibition, and he he had to pop out of the gallery. Uh, we went to do it outside, and it started raining, and then uh, we found ourselves in a in a random library, uh, which turned out to be one of the noisiest libraries in the world. Um, so, uh, it's a bit of background noise, but, um, but yeah, have a listen and, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Thanks.
1: How are you going, Mick? Yeah, going good. Yeah. Just been, um, working really hard, like long, long hours on the exhibition. Yeah. That I'm doing through backwards at a warehouse space in Footscray, which is called Summoning Lovers Out of Time. And that's been pretty much occupying my whole mind the last, like, two weeks, which is how long it's taken to form the wow. exhibition. Yeah. It's um unfortunately, uh, this will be
0: out just after the opening, so a lot of people miss the opening, but um, if they've heard
1: this, they don't know about it. but how long's the show on for? Um, the show's only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but uh no i, uh, I I'm intending to to get back to Melbourne again, yeah, uh, anyway, so yeah
0: yeah. Um, so uh, like over the years, I've seen photos of you pop up from all, like, all different locations
1: in Australia. Like, wh- where are you originally from? Um, I'm from northern New South Wales, just from like a little town on the coast there. Yeah. Uh, my family's originally from Poland, and they came over as refugees in 89. And after I was born, we returned back to Poland, which is where I grew up. Until I was about seven and then we came back to Australia and they just stuck me straight into school and yeah, I just grew up on the coast. It was, it was, it was was really good.
0: Yeah. Is there, um, do you still, your parents still keep a lot of uh, Polish traditions going on in the household?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, we speak Polish at home and I visit Poland as much as possible and i actually lived there for an entire year last year, which definitely, uh brought me back to my roots and taught me a lot of interesting things. Yeah? Yeah. And do you, um, do you remember what inspired you to start painting? Um, well, I've I always been an artist. Like I was always drawing as a kid and always really uh, involved in my own fantasies and my own kind of introversion. But actually, as far as painting on the street, I think it started when I was about 13 and it was actually during a trip with my parents in Europe we went to Barcelona and in Barcelona it was like at the time probably the best scene in the world. Yeah. And I was just instantly like hooked and I, and from there it just kind of spiralled out of control. Like there was the only thing that I was really interested in and it all kind of coalesced and my introversion became like an outlet and something that I could really feed off and get a lot of feedback from people and yeah, it just kind of started from that. Cool. And, um, like, do you start working on traditional graffiti
0: first, or do you and then evolve into street art, or do um, you start no, with characters?
1: i I started with I started with characters I mean that's what i'd what I would call them when I began, I'd definitely call it characters, but the whole time I was doing graffiti as well, kind of on the side, and that was quite ratchet, just like as you can imagine, not like living on the Gold Coast doing graph would be. it was that was something completely different yeah just like it had a lot to do with drinking yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so I mean I don't know that doesn't happen as much anymore which is I guess a sign of me growing up yeah but I still can't help but like see it constantly yeah 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 Yeah. and I'm Like,
0: I've been looking at your art recently, like you've been using a lot of homemade brushes. Like,
1: what what was the inspiration behind uh, using homemade, like making your own tools? Um, I don't know, I've always wanted to make art really kind of easy for myself and really natural. It's Mm -hmm. definitely my plan to continue pursuing art forever. So I wanted to make it really fun and easy. And for example, this exhibition that I'm working on at the moment, I'm putting the entire thing together in two weeks. Uh, if I'm making my own tools, that's what kind of makes it possible. It's possible mm-hmm. to, on the street, for example, in a matter of a few minutes, create something that I could consider a, a piece that would take a different artist, let's say, an hour to get to the same kind of level that I consider what I'm doing at, just instantaneously through, like, my natural... And it's quiet as well. I really like that the brushes are quiet. And so, yeah, it, it's just... it's I, I create them so I can be expressive and a lot of the work's already done in yeah. a sense of, and I can just kind of like, uh, yeah, just flow. Yeah.
0: And, um, like I've noticed with the, like, w- by watching you paint, like you do it almost like calligraphy and it's like, it's, it's really nice. Cause you, you, you get all the forms and shapes and you use the brush like a, a chisel tip, yeah. but, um, and you get your thicks and thins, but, um, like I look at the lines and it's like you've done 15 lines but with one stroke and it's uh, it's just, it must be a really quick
1: way for you to paint. Yeah, it's quick and it, I guess it definitely is inspired in a way by calligraphy. It kind of comes from the same, as far as, far as maybe like zen calligraphy mm-hmm. where it does come from the same place of kind of like shutting down your mind and letting this stuff kind of come out and be like a force of its own, like channeling energies from somewhere else. That's re- that's actually how I think about it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so it's a really good medium. And it is, uh, there, there have been times in my like career as an artist where I have had more kind of tedious um, ways of creating my work. And at the moment I think I'm definitely at a peak of like satisfaction with the way that I'm working.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely get that. I've been working on um, a painting on, uh, on some raw linen. And just doing each line has just been a real pain in the ass. And then, like, I'll, I'll, I'll watch, like, a video of you painting and you, you're doing, like, 15 lines at once with one stroke and and then shaping them and uh, and it's just like, oh, man, that's speaking to me a lot more than than struggling to get, like, a nice line, <laughs> you know, having to work for a line, you know. But, um, you know, I've, I've also noticed that you've uh, started laying, you know, you lay colour under it and then you use your... um. Yeah, your strokes as fills and outlines and detailing, but there's still colour within like yeah. underneath. It's, yeah, It's really,
1: really nice technique. Yeah, so that's a bit different as well. There you do kinda get to not out the form of what you're gonna be doing if you do put the colour down first. And then it is almost like rendering or like mm. giving it a texture, or like putting in the muscles of the figures or whatever it is. Uh but yeah that's that that's a nice way to work as well. I'm I'm still kind of grappling with how I exactly want to keep moving forward with this technique because I am coming to the conclusion that like less is more with it. I keep like it is moving towards that that like more purity of form and more getting it right rather than doing more for the sake of doing more. Yeah.
0: And um and like, where where did the idea come from to start making your own brushes? Were you frustrated with what was out there, or you had a vision for to do certain lines that you weren't able to get
1: with the materials that were on the market? I'm trying to think. Um, I've seen I've seen a fair few other artists do use large brushes in their own ways, and I just thought that uh, I would be able to really use it for what I do really, like really effectively. And it, it, I, from even just from feedback from other people. I have always known that that's what a lot of people like the most about my work was the kind of like calligraphy, basic, uh, quick thing. And yeah, it just like added extra dimension to have that large brush. Like I saw it in my mind for months, just being like, I have to make this thing, I have to make this thing. It's going to be so good when I do. I know when I do, it's, it's going to be, it's just going to like, like... It's, I'm just going to run with it. Yeah. And,
0: so what, and what, I have
1: more plans already, like, for bigger and more interesting tools. Yeah. yeah. So what's the
0: main one that you use? Like, what, what is it? Is it brush, brushes nailed to a bit of wood or something like yeah,
1: that? Yeah, I either use, yeah, just brushes and I screw them to a piece of wood because if you nail them, they kind of, like, don't come together quite right. Or I just uh, use duct tape and I stick just those cheap kind of like foam chisel brushes you get yeah. from Bunnings or whatever, and then I cut out Shapes, s- yeah. segments in it and I kind of plan how I want the stroke to be. So I kind of cut out larger segments in the centre of the brush and then it goes into like... smaller ones. Yeah, it goes yeah. to smaller ones on the sides and then you automatically get a kind of a, a 3D effect by just doing a stroke. Yeah. no they're really nice like um,
0: I've also noticed as well like you'll um, you'll get a lot like I, I don't know if it's the way the video is edited or not but um, you'll be able to paint like a whole character with like one dip of paint is that right or have you been oh usually, usually
1: it usually takes a few dips yeah yeah. I edit out the dips yeah. it makes it more exciting it makes yeah. it look like I'm using a giant pen but but yeah it really, it really does come together super super quick yeah do like you, I do usually you, pour like when I was working in Asia most recently I would just like pour the paint on the ground and from that first pour, that's what I'd need to finish the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's a good technique. So even if they buff the wall, you can still see where you've been. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so do, do like you water the paint down?
1: Like, um, really heavily. For, yeah, for the brush, I use watered down acrylic. But for the foam brush, I use ink. Just like... Uh, and it, you, you'd think it would be expensive, but it's not because you really use so little of it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's still cheaper than... Filling in pieces of tins, like yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. totally. Then do you um, like uh, do you like? Because a lot of the painting I've seen you do, you do it really fast and fluid. Do you um have certain pieces that you spend hours and
1: hours on, or styles that you like you put a lot more time into? Um, I I I would say that I would used to. Um, at the moment, if I'm taking a long time, it's usually only because it's really big, Mm. and I do try to do quite large works. Yeah. Um, I have to kind of figure out how I'm going to translate my latest style into the large scale, into like the really large scale, but yeah. there, there'll be a way.
0: Yeah. And have, have
1: you got, um, like, what, what are some of
0: the other equipment you've made? Like, have you made like big, big ridiculously long poles and Yeah, like yeah, that? I've strapped like...
1: together massive poles and put brushes at the end of poles and all kinds of silly stuff, yeah. Spray cans at the end of poles. I don't know, it kind of keeps it exciting to be trying new yeah new techniques all the time I always find that I kind of take off the most and and most like feel most right about my art when I am trying something new yeah whereas if I use a technique for too long after like a year I know that with these brushes I'll be I'll end up doing the same thing over and over but at this point everything that's coming out is still brand new yeah so it's really like it's invigorating oh
0: awesome
1: and do you you have a favorite tool you've made um, no, I wouldn't say so. I like this brush and I think there's a lot more, a lot further that I can go with it yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, with, with the, the show you've got coming up tomorrow or it will have already passed by the time this comes out, unfortunately. Um, but uh, do you have a theme for that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the entire show is, well, it's called Summoning Lovers Out of Time and it, it's kind of... It's, I can't completely get into what yeah. the show is about because uh, some of what my work is about is quite private. Yeah. Uh, But it is. there's a lot of... Uh, what would be the right word? There's a lot of intention. Yeah. The whole thing has an intention and it's not necessarily to do with the art world or making money. It's more so like an outward in, intention. Yeah. It's like a big... Uh, it's like a big... It's like a spell. Yeah. Essentially, the entire show as a whole is... a spell, trying to manifest something that is important to me. Nice one. Um, have you had a lot of exhibitions
0: in the past? or I, Yeah, just... I
1: have. I've been exhibiting since I was a teenager. Like, yeah. uh, I pretty much got out of high school and by then I was able to support myself off my art. Like, I was very poor for many years and I kind of did fully commit and I was like, no, I'm not going to work. So whether that meant being on the dole or having a, like, get my supplies through various means etc like I never worked I was just always like I'm going to make this this art thing work for me yeah Uh, And there's this metaphor that I like of the Vikings when they would go raiding and they really and they had the intention of uh, conquering a place they would get there and they would set fire to their ships. so they don't have like any so they're they're fully committed, and that's kind of how I like how I was. I fully committed, and I told myself that I would never work for anyone except for myself. I think it's like it, it's in my character as well. I wouldn't be able to work for anyone. I'm I'm a bit too egotistical and too uh, I don't know like on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. No, it's
0: good because uh, i uh I know there's a lot of people out there that that are wanting to make the plunge. Like I'm, I'm one of them, and I keep. Uh, I don't know, I'll keep delaying and keep making up excuses why why not to or save up the money and then go on holiday or yeah. <laughs> something like that so you know good on you like I um you know tip my hat too cuz I wish I wish we sure could do the same but um like do you do you have any uh, desires to make it as a fine artist or are you happy painting on the streets or you want to just su- sustain a life as an
1: artist or yeah like, I mean what are your if, visions for the future well I mean I have a lot of I have a lot of ambitions I guess in what I want to be doing I don't necessarily know if continuing on as a commercial artist for the rest of my life is exactly what I want to be doing but I definitely be would like to be working in museums be doing various projects like no, it's hard to say what like what what art's going to do f- through the course of the rest of my life I'm gonna have to kind of follow follow that and what happens with art but no, I mean, I'm committed as an artist. I consider myself an artist, not as a street artist or as a graffiti artist or as, like, a... And I'm not staunch about wanting to be called anything in particular. I just want to live off what I do and I just wake up and if I have nothing to do, I I hustle and make myself, you know, a project that day. Yeah. No, that's good. That's, um, I think it's like an artist in its pure form, eh? Yeah, OK, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Good. Um... So, um, like, I've noticed you've been uh, spending a lot of time in Asia over the last couple of years. Like, is, is that, like, a favourite place for you to visit?
1: Um, at the moment, I would say it's definitely my favourite place to go on holiday. I go on holiday uh, uh, some other places as well. Uh, like, I go to Europe and to the States, but Asia seems the most kind of untapped, yeah. the most for what I'm trying to go for in a holiday, I guess, which is that you get to paint. You don't get to paint, like, you get to paint. If you are in Australia, there's, there seems to be kind of less repercussions. Um, I know it's a little bit, it seems a bit more free. People's attitudes are a bit more, um, they don't have the same kind of hero mentality that we see, especially in Australia or somewhere like the States where people will like, interfere in businesses that isn't theirs. Yeah. and also kind of seems like the future, which I like as well. Like if you're on the streets of Hong Kong and you have these giant skyscrapers that are 30 stories on either side and you're in there painting and they're all the neon lights, you feel like you're at the peak of what a city can be. And I have enjoy being in that situation where you're like, it's like you're in the Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's good. And do you have a favourite um, country or one of those spots? Um, I would say that uh, my favourite place at the moment would be Hong Kong. Yeah, I would I would move there if I could. Yeah. I still might like I wouldn't want to live there forever, but uh, as far as places go, yeah, it just really does it for me. Like yeah. you, it's really easy to paint. Nothing gets buffed The city's beautiful and exciting and really kind of uh accepting and easy for westerners as well. So there isn't uh any of that kind of difficulty that you can have in other countries in Asia yeah. with like communication or getting your way. Yeah. It's just it's yeah, it's great.
0: Cool. And do you, have you had many close calls over there or in any of those um, countries on your travels?
1: No, not really. Hey, I mean, I've had I've had experiences in other countries like I've had I got banged up in uh, the States, which is shit. Yeah. Uh, and um, so that kind of put me off. Like I still go to the States now, but it's like you don't you do kind of realize what the reality there. Yeah. Is that you can get like thrown in jail for putting up a sticker. Yeah, and that's the reality, and it's not exactly how I, I know. Yeah, you. I forget. Like I forget that different places kind of have different standards of what's acceptable. Like we were in Basel last year with my friend Frank, and this doesn't have anything to do with graffiti necessarily, but we were at like a party, and there was a pool, so we got naked and like jumped in the pool and were swimming, and he's European. I guess I'm European as well, just assuming that that's okay. And then the bouncers like dragged us out naked and like threw us out in the rain without any of our stuff and like called the police. <laughs> and if the police had gotten there before we had gone away, we'd probably go to jail for that as well. And it's just like, wow, that's crazy. Like that's <laughs> like that's the reality. You can't do that. Like Yeah. He at stuck. the time at the time it was like, no, you can, like, that's normal. That's how this is how we behave. Like, yeah. Stuck in jail naked. <laughs> yeah, that would that would suck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: shit um, so with with your travels have you um have you come across any like uh, hidden talents like from like people that you've, you've never heard of but you see them and it's
1: like man this dude's mm. really fucking good oh. or girl oh that's a really that's a difficult question mm. I don't know I kind of I kind of try and believe that people get a lot of the credit that they're due Yeah Uh, And like When I was younger I was kind of A little bit more jealous And I'm still as competitive As I was But I do realise That people get to Where they are And they get what they get Because Most cases Because they've earned it Yeah So No I don't know Yeah sure there are gems But it's just people That I guess uh, Aren't getting Translating their work right Yeah To people Or doing something That's great That's not supposed To be popular yeah, which which happens all the time as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to mention like specifics because it'll be like I'll say something weird. Yeah,
0: I'll leave people off or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Fred yeah. Hey. We're in the no- <laughs> we're in the noisiest library in the in the world. Of- yeah. <laughs> So have you got any uh, future travel plans on the the cards?
1: Yeah, so at this point, after this exhibition, I'm going to be having an exhibition in Brisbane the 28th of October. And then after that, I'll have probably like two weeks traveling in Australia, just doing some national parks and things. And then me and my partner are heading to the States. We're going to go to LA and then drive to San Francisco and fly over to Miami for Basil Mm -hmm. and kind of do that whole thing. Yeah, And, yeah, I mean, next year I definitely intend to be heading over to Asia a bit more. I want to go to Bali. I've never been to Bali. Yeah. Which is, is strange for Aussie, I guess. Yeah. No, I've never been there either. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you can paint there. Yeah. As well, Um, like, in Chang'e on the beach, like, I have this, like, weird fetish of, like, painting and water combined. Like, the idea of, like, doing a piece whilst being in, like, a pool or something is just, like, maybe that's just me coming from the coast, just being like, well, that's so cool, but... Yeah Yeah like painting on the beach Sounds amazing There's a lot of good uh, river spots Along the uh, Yarra
0: Like the old ones Yeah You know get yourself a little boat Yeah uh, I'll have to do that I'll have to do that Yeah Yeah. Um, So like where's the best place For people to see your work online
1: Um, You can go Just go straight to my website And that has the Like connect to all the different channels That's www.mixheater.com
0: Yeah No worries. Yeah. All right. Well, it's uh, noisy in here, so we'll leave it there. Yeah, uh, no sweat. But, yeah, thanks for taking the time. No, no, thank you. All right. For more info on today's artist, uh, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you can listen to previous episodes and also see images from the artist that's been interviewed. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That way you can get the podcast delivered to your phone Uh, automatically every week when an episode comes out Uh, while you're there it'd be great if you could uh, rate and review the podcast that way uh, we'll get noticed by more people and have more people listening to it you can also keep up to date with what's going on with the podcast on instagram uh, bench underscore talk Uh, also streaming now on facebook and soundcloud i hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to tune in next week thanks